And welcome to another edition of the Twins Wrap, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Derek Hansen with you, along with the television voice of Dick of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer, who's fresh off another exciting Twins win. Dick, this has just been glorious. It's been fun to watch, and what's really been fun to watch, I think, Derek, is the team is doing everything well. They're 11 games into the season. They've only committed two errors. They're pitching really well. The hitting, believe it or not, is the one area that uh, hasn't really clicked yet, and we know that's going to happen. This team is off to a, a wonderful start at 9-2, and two, and uh, that most of that record is built against some of the better teams in the major leagues right now. So this looks to be, if the virus will allow it, this looks to be a really fun summer to watch Twins baseball. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a little bit with some of the stuff going on in Major League Baseball, but Boy, Nelson Cruz, I don't know what more he can say. Can they sign him to a two-year extension? I think he can play beyond Tom Brady (laughs) right now. Yeah, I I think they can, and I think Nelson would like that too, Uh, making a lot of money, of course, but he's still a bargain at at, uh, what they're paying him. You know, one thing he's proven here in this homestand, he is a productive hitter even when he's not hitting home runs because he didn't hit one in this homestand, but yet he got some awfully big hits. Uh, And the Twins went 7-1 and in the homestand. And as I said on, on the telecast today, you know, if, if Miguel Sano can watch what Cruz can do even when he's not hitting the ball over the fence and can learn how to do that, this team is not only going to be good this year, but they're going to be good for many years to come. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, the guy you're in the booth with as of late, Justin Morneau, he was very similar from the left side that way, right, where I think they're known for power, but, you know, they could slap the ball all over the field, and that's I, the similarities, similarities there. I love those guys who can hit for power, but also when they need to can get that double or that opposite field hit. You know, my image of Justin, and he hit a lot of home runs in his career and a lot of big ones, but yet my everlasting image of him as a hitter was all the 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 bases clearing doubles he got, uh, mainly to left center field, and uh, because he learned uh, that the target uh, was not his pull side, and I really thought it was telling last night. Cruz got the game winning hit in the ball game Monday night, and he said in the situation he was in, he was not going to pull the ball for fear of grounding out to third or short and and not driving in the winning run but his target was up the middle and uh, once hitters understand that and the twins uh, uh, younger hitters are still learning that but once they learn that they really become good hitters and and that's why the future again is so bright for the twins okay let's go to last night's game and uh, you know Derek Shelton former bench coach of the twins has forgotten more about baseball than I'll ever know but and I know it was talked about quite a bit in the post game. But I, I am I am not pitching an Nelson Cruz there. His him standing at first doesn't matter in the game at all. I was I was shocked that they pitched to him. Yeah, and I think the only reason he decided to to pitch to him, and he probably would choose otherwise if he had to do it again, given what happened. But uh, the guy on the mound is an unproven uh, pitcher with erratic control, and what you would do then in in intentionally walking. Nelson Cruz is you would force somebody whose strength, frankly, is getting swings and misses out of the strike zone. Uh, you'd force him to come inside the strike zone. And, and you know, he had two outs to get. Uh, granted, he could have gotten a double play grounder off of Miguel Sano in the next at bat. It didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, Cruz, to his credit, uh, handled the at bat well, the situation very well, and, uh, you know, ended up uh, getting the Twins yet another win. It's amazing, even without Josh Donaldson. I mean, how about Marwin Gonzalez? He's kind of an unsung hero with this team right now, isn't he? 
well. He's played awfully well at third base in Donaldson's absence. And I, I thought it interesting, you know, they line up these Zoom calls for us uh, before our telecast. And today, uh, Marnie uh, Gellner asked uh, uh, Marwin whether he ever got bored if he stayed in one position too long. And I, I was surprised by his answer. I thought he'd say, well, no, I like it because, you know, I, I can feel a little more comfortable there game after game after game. But he said, no, I do feel kind of bored when I'm not moving around. We've seen him in right field. We've seen him at first base. And we've seen him at third base. And the nice thing is he's not a liability wherever the Twins put him. And uh, until Josh Donaldson comes back, they've got a really good third baseman there in Marwin Gonzalez. I, I think he, Max Kepler, is he becoming a superstar? I mean, I think he was on the cusp of it last year, but buried with so many guys, like we mentioned, with Snow and, and Nelson Cruz or whatever. But he is such a threat whenever he steps to the plate right now. It's amazing. Yeah, a lot of extra base hits. Uh, we know about the home run power. Uh, he drew four walks today in the game and the win over the Pirates. And, uh, you know, when you think of it, of course, he, he's an ideal leadoff man because he, uh, uh, you know, can do a lot of different things. And that's really the requirement for a good leadoff man. Now he can put you up one to nothing right away. He can uh, draw some walks, although he'd only drawn one prior to today's game. Uh, but he runs well. And he he really provides a spark uh, at the very top of the Twins lineup. Is I mean, is anyone else kind of surprising you? Or I guess maybe you're waiting for them to get going. Uh, maybe a rise that I mean, we we expected so much from him. He's still good. It's just you, we I'm not used to seeing like every other at bat he's slapping the ball over the field. Yeah, his batting average I don't think reflects the quality of his at bats. He's he's had a lot of line drives and hard ground ball outs. Uh, I, I'm not the least bit worried about him. The one thing that I, I think is really a pleasant surprise is uh, the fact that you know the defense is so good with just two errors on the season. Um, he's really uh, the, the Twins have really tightened things up defensively, and uh, Arise and the other infielders have been really good at, uh, and they worked on it. I mean, this is something that doesn't come by accident, but they really worked on a quicker first step, and I think we've seen that from Polanco at short and arise at second base as well. Yeah, that's for sure. What is the situation with Polanco? I mean, he's got a contract. We all know about Royce Lewis, the former number one draft pick. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch here the next couple of years. Well, it is because some people have said uh, routinely that eventually Polanco would end up at second base. The Twins signed him to a multi-year contract. Uh, but then lo and behold, you know, Luis Arise shows up on the scene and looks like he's going to be the twin second baseman for a long time. So some people have thought that Royce Lewis eventually will settle in the outfield. Uh, and then, you know, the biggest question for uh, Royce Lewis and, you know, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnica, all those guys is what will this year mean to them in terms of setting them back in their development? It's really unfortunate uh, for their development to have this happen because, uh, not only, you know, I mean, there's no minor league place for them to play. They're basically working out and holding scrimmages over in St. Paul. But unless something really awful happens uh, to somebody on the major league club, they, they won't get a chance to play a meaningful game all year long. So uh, it, it's unfortunate that where we're at as a society uh, impacts everybody, including developing players who will have that development retarded because of the virus. Let me ask you about the pitching because it's amazing that they're sitting there with three-fifths of their starting rotation out. 
But boy, Maeda and uh, Barrios today kind of felt what you know we got from Barrios what we're hoping for all season long. But boy, it just shows you this thirty man roster and the depth of the bullpen is so key for this team right now. Yeah, and the bullpen really has been outstanding, and and they've been able to manage it uh, so far without uh, too many injuries. Zach Littell's got a bit of a bum shoulder, and three of the starters that you referred to are are out. Uh, you know, and of course, it all happens at a time when the Twins have. 30 games in 31 days or something like that. So there isn't any uh, rest for the weary, literally. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've been able to move people in and out. I'm glad that uh, we got news today that the roster will only be decreased to 28 for the balance of the regular season. And that will come on Friday because I think across the game, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to have, you know, more positive cases and more injuries and more uh, need for more players this year just to hopefully get to the finish line of the regular season. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I, I thought they'd keep it to 30 for a while after what we saw with the Cardinals and the Marlins. I mean, I, for me, and I think it's going to be more sporadic than what we saw there. There might have been some irresponsibility going with those two clubs, but it just it's bound to happen, right? I mean, th- these teams are traveling from city to city. It's just I think one or two players, they're going to fall off the roster every once in a while. Yeah, it's discouraging when you hear about outbreaks, but the most encouraging news came uh, when it uh, apparently uh, all happened via travel where a player or two tested positive, and then on the planes, uh, in the clubhouses, there was no on-field spread of the disease, or at least not so far. That was the fear that the Phillies would have an outbreak because they had played the Marlins, that uh, perhaps with the Cardinals being hit, even the Twins would have an outbreak because they were playing here before they went to Milwaukee. So far, there's no evidence that that's the case, and we'll certainly hope that that's the case. Uh, and uh, as we move forward here, hope that uh, the the players can uh, even more discipline themselves to make sure that no other teams uh, are hit hard by this. Yeah, that's the most discouraging thing is as you know, maybe some teams fall out of the race, they're going to get more lackadaisical, and you know, I thought I had, I thought I had everything figured out in my twenties, and I didn't. But you know how it is. I mean, that's going to be, it's almost going to be like uh, the managers are going to have to be babysitters half the time, like they're college football coaches or something. Well, I, I, I think that there's been a lot of angst directed toward the players who, have, you know, broke protocol from the other players uh, because they all have a lot invested in this. No one wants to get the virus, of course. And if a couple of people are irresponsible and and undisciplined, uh, we've got two examples now of how quickly it can spread in a closed environment. And the hope is uh, we'll only have two by season's end. Yeah, that'd be the worst thing if you're a Twins fan, that the irresponsibility of other organizations could shut down a season when, hey, the World Series is realistic right now. We still have the Yankees to deal with the American League Central, but 9-2 and on this year after this win today, there's just no doubt this team is as good as anyone in baseball right now. Well, that's for sure, and yet you you realize that uh, you can take care of everything yourself, but um, you know things your season can still be disrupted, as was the case with the Phillies, as was the case with the the Brewers, simply because the team that you're supposed to play has had an outbreak. So yeah, we're we're in for a wild ride here, and 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 we can be comforted in knowing at least that uh, our team is pretty good. They've handled this situation. Uh, so wonderfully, even the situation here in the middle of this homestand that just ended, where Friday they weren't sure at 5 o'clock that they were even going to play right. uh, because the Cardinals came through Target Field 
and um, and uh, you know the the Indians had played a game here already. Did the Indians even want to play? And the Twins kind of tried to be proactive in a situation that has left everyone reactive, uh, and and basically you know had everybody and their tier one and tier two the the people who are down on the field and in the clubhouse take a rapid test to make sure that there were no infections on the team. Uh, they passed all the, the tests, uh, went through some extra protocol. The Indians were satisfied with that, that their clubhouse had been uh, deep cleaned and all that. And so we were able to play uh, you know, five games here that might not have been uh, the case if even one of those test that the Twins took that Friday afternoon it turned out positive. That's a good point. Hey, I'm kind of burying the lead here, but you, you've been broadcasting games a long time. 2020, a drone delay. I, I, that's, uh, wow. Uh, I don't know what more to say. Well, I, I, I hope whoever flew the drone over the ballpark uh, is caught, uh, apprehended, and, and dealt with severely. Uh, these players are dealing with enough here. You don't need to be in center field as Byron Buxton was and have something mysteriously whir over your head. Uh, you know, we're in, we're in very troubled times and I don't blame Byron for running off the field and whoever, uh, thought it would really be kind of funny to disrupt a baseball game. Hey, we've got enough on our minds. Everybody does. We don't need to have something needless like that happening. So I hope they treat whoever did that at least as harshly as they treat someone who, you know, runs on the field in the middle of a game. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, because you know, we're talking about Minneapolis here too, right? I mean, 2020 beyond the pandemic has just been quite a year for the city of Minneapolis beyond everything else, right? Yeah, and so here we are in Minneapolis, and you don't know what ill intent someone might have, even with a drone. Uh, it was really careless and reckless on someone's part, and uh, I, I hope they find out who did it. I hope uh, he or she's name gets in the newspaper and uh, they uh, carry that shame with them for the rest of their lives. That was really unfortunate. Yeah, no question. Well, uh, it, it's really a shame, too, that this nice weather, I'm sure you thought about that quite a bit, looking down and no fans. I mean, what a perfect weekend it would have been for fans to be at the ballpark. What a shame. Yeah, it's a, it's really a waste. The weather was so good, and uh, you know the Twins were looking to draw 2.7 million fans this year, and this homestand alone would have been Oh, I mean, sellouts and near sellouts throughout. Uh, it's really unfortunate, and I feel bad for the fans. As Justin Morneau said on the telecast today, at least he and I get to see this team play in person. And unless things change dramatically, uh, we'll be one of the few people who will be able to say that by season's end. I just want to finish up by saying I might get teared up by saying this. I can tell you, I've told you the story about my fiance working in an assisted living place. I'm hearing a lot of this. I, I know hearing your voice, it's meant a lot to a lot of these residents who feel like they've been in prison since middle of March. It's just been so huge. I hope this baseball and Commissioner Manford keep on rolling on here no matter what happens because having the Twins back and the broadcast both on the radio and TV side has been so huge for these residents. Yeah, I know that. I'm sensitive to that, and uh, that's why I'm I'm glad that you know when the, when the scares came up early in terms of the uh, – outbreaks on teams, uh, the knee-jerk reaction would be to fold up the tent and go home, and they haven't done that. There's a commitment by baseball to try to pull this thing off. And I'll tell you this, Derek, uh, you know, there's been a lot of criticism, and I've been critical of the negotiations that went on between the players uh, and the ownership and the commissionership. Uh, if they can pull this off, if they can have a complete regular season, 
and full postseason. It'll be one of the great accomplishments in baseball and professional sports history. That That's no exaggeration. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever, and it just uh, gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it's meant so much for me mentally. I mean, I'm just talking a personal level. For me, just to have live baseball back has been a huge thing for my psyche as well, and I'm sure for you. So, All right, Dick, thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday, and go Twins. Enjoy the uh, rest of the week. Yep, same to you, and we'll uh, talk to you next week.